are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We're in the book of Exodus tonight, chapter 35, Exodus 35. And as you turn there, we'll get to it in just a few moments, but let me introduce where we are. And uh, Wednesday night is more of a Bible study. I I don't mind if you want to take some notes. Don't necessarily always encourage it on a Sunday. I'm not trying to preach to your notepad on Sunday morning, Sunday night. I'm trying to speak to our hearts, but I'd like you to get some thoughts down here. And children, uh, elementary, junior high and high school, you get ready because in a little bit I'll give you some points And I'm looking forward to see how that, not only you can get those points down, they'll be very easy, but how you might design them. Some of you say, I don't know how to use a computer. Well, then draw something around it or whatever, you know. Uh, But whatever you want to do or just submit them. Some of you know how in second, third grade, how to just type the words out. That'll be good. Do that. And uh, then send them in to us and we'll put that up right again. Email a photo to info at nvbc.org and uh, kindergarten through 12th, and it, it will just be wonderful to see. I hope that you'll do that. Our Father, tonight as we look at this wonderful text and these couple chapters here, may they help us as we are now looking forward to opening up this church that's been closed for 10 Wednesday nights now, tonight. We'd have never thought as we began 2020, this wonderful year, of going house to house, door to door, getting the Bibles out, that all that would have ceased 10 weeks ago. We've never would have thought that passing tracks door to door would have ceased and everyone shut in like it has been. God, these have also been good days. I know that our pastors and our staff were coming back, we feel, renewed because we sense that if we don't strike now, it will be too late. So we come back with zeal and enthusiasm. Help our church family to catch this tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. And it is true. We cannot come back the way we were. Now please understand, the way we were 10 weeks ago, I was still pastoring the greatest church in all the world. And our staff, we just feel so honored to be part of your lives. And iron sharpeneth iron, you sharpen us so much. But I hope you're not coming back the same. I hope God's been doing something in your heart. He's been doing a lot in my heart. He's revealed things to me that I need to recognize. And I've confessed things to God. And I'm also more determined than I've ever been. I want that song says my life to count for Jesus. And I feel like I always have. I don't want to come back. Secondly, and I want you to catch this, to the new normal. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Or we have to just look at one another six months from now. We still can't shake hands. I just finished reading the the book of Acts and I saw how they were embracing one another and they were kneeling and uh, touched hands and touched one another and, and it was an amazing thing. Man was meant to be social. 
Men was meant, mankind was meant to be expressive. That's why these masks are so frightening for me because you can't see what's behind the mask. You go rob a bank, you put a mask on. And really, that's how it feels everywhere you go. And I'm not suggesting if you're supposed to wear one right now or not. I'm just saying that um, I want to see a smile again. And I went here, I heard one governor said you, that you couldn't go back to church. And the court said you have to be able to let them go back. So it's okay, you can go. If this is true, so said you can go, but you can't sing hymns, congregation songs. <laughs> hey, governor, you, you told me you can't go to church. Now you're telling them how to have church. That's because you've never been to church, undoubtedly. So you're getting feisty. I, I, yes, that's one of the new things that I got back. I'm more determined than ever. We have a window to strike. Don't come back to this new norm. We can't smile, can't say amen, can't, can't say a shout. Uh, we just have to be quiet. Oh no, I'm coming back on a higher plane. I'm looking forward to the greatest days being ahead. In chapter 35, by way of a further introduction, our Lord is stirring the hearts of the Jews. And I, I could tell you, the, the pastors that are with me tonight in here, God has stirred our hearts. They're like an ant on a hot rock. We are ready to go. We're ready to go musically. We've had meetings about that today. We're ready to go with the youth, uh, the youth ministry. We're ready to go with the college. We're ready to go with our classes. You see, we're just getting done with them all. We're gonna breathe. Oh, man, we are ready. We're sitting on ready. God was stirring the hearts of the people. Let me read several verses by way of introduction. Chapter 35, verse number four. And Moses spake unto all the congregation of the children of Israel. That's what I'm doing right now. This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord, whosoever is of a willing heart. That's a great statement. Let's bring back willing hearts. Let him bring an offering to the Lord, gold, silver, and brass. And you don't have to worry. I'm not saying one word about money. Notice what the Bible goes on to say. Let's go over to verse 21. And they came. Everyone, here it is, whose heart, whose heart stirred him up. For what? The work of the tabernacle. For what? The service. God, God, God has to be stirring your heart for something, for his work. I mean, it's boring just standing at home. It's boring just doing school. It's boring just sitting in the backyard or sitting on a patio and not being able to do it. God's been stirring your heart. I hope he's been stirring your heart for your business, your job, your marriage, your family, your church, the bus ministry, the Sunday school, the music ministry, the choir. Has God been doing something? And I know at home you're saying amen right now. Verse 25, amen. and all the women, thank God for women. Ladies, as you read this New Testament, particularly you get to Romans 16 and all the women listed, the ministry has much to do with the ministry of the ladies in the church. Ladies, soul winning, let's get it, get it back to where it was just on a Tuesday morning, a big thing. The bus soul winning, ladies, God bless you. The prayer meetings, ladies, are gonna be a lot more, I promise you that. And the women, verse 26, whose heart God stirred. God can stir the heart of a woman. God was stirring the heart of these men. And God was stirring the heart of these women. And God was stirring the rulers' hearts. 
And God, verse 29, the children, the children of Israel, God was stirring their heart. Children, is God stirring your heart to do something? To do something, the work of God? Notice in chapter 36, then wrought Beazel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man. God put wisdom and understanding to know how to work, how to work. And the Moses called Beazel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, even whose heart was stirred. That word keeps showing up, doesn't it? Stirred for what? The work. Verse five, oh, I love it. And they spake unto Moses saying, the people bring much more than enough. I hope that that's what we'll see. The people are doing so much for the bus ministry. The people, good night, the choir used to have 100, 125, whatever it is up here, and the choir was at, and they're standing on the side, they're overflowing here, they're overflowing there, the orchestra is jam-packed, they were all serving God, God's been stirring our heart. So I haven't been stirring mine, then you better start listening, because this thing's opening up, and you better get on the train that's going somewhere. This, I like that brother Caleb Galvon, this train is bound for glory, this train, sing that in elementary chapel. We're going somewhere. And the Bible says to the work to do it. Verse number five, and the the people bring much more than enough for the service of the work, which the Lord had commanded to make. And Moses gave a commandment. Jack's not gonna give this commandment. And caused to be claimed throughout the land saying, let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. For the people were restrained from bringing for the stuff that they had was sufficient for all the work to make and too much. I've been working shut in the office with these pastors for 10 weeks. (laughs) It's been an amazing thing. We don't turn basically till the last few days. We don't turn air conditioning on. We don't turn a lot of lights on. We have prayer every morning together. I've loved that. I've just enjoyed being with those men. We get a direction every day of what we're supposed to do and things that we're supposed to check on and what we're working on. And, and these men have worked hard, uh, the men and the ladies, and we've had people working from home. Segments of those began to come home today and it just brought such joy to us. But I want you to know, and I can speak on behalf of these men tonight and the many staff members that God has given, we have a great enthusiasm about what God's gonna do. God has stirred our heart. We have a great zeal for what God is gonna do. We have a great determination, a great fire, a, a, great, a great dedication, a great drive, a great vision. We, we, are, we are, as quoting Brother Jim Tucker, sitting on ready. We are ready to go. Now, tonight with that in mind, kids, here it is. You're ready to write? And I have you write this so mother and dad can see it as well. I wanna encourage you as we come back to the house of God, what to bring. What to bring as we come back. I tell you how God's been stirring me and consequently, I want you to see how I want God to stir you, stir, you, stir you. I tell you what I want us to bring more than ever is the word of God. Psalm 119, one, verse, verse number 97, oh, how I love thy law. I'm grateful that the North Valley Baptist Church is not an iPad carrying church or a phone carrying church. 
We can sing, I, I love the old, we don't have to sing, I love my new iPad, my precious new iPad. Oh no. There's a man in our church that said, Pastor, one of my dearest friends, been here for decades, and he's having a hard time with his hands. He said, I'll bring a Bible. I want to bring a Bible. I have all these years, but things, it's too heavy for me to carry. And I said, how about your phone? He goes, that, that, I could, he goes, I was going to ask you, can I use it? I said, absolutely. I don't think you're going to go to a better place in heaven because you carry a Bible. But I tell you what, I want to pastor a church where the people of God walk in and when the boys and girls walk in and that bus ministry, God bless Brother Luke and Brother Ron for the bus ministry. They have the vast majority of young people carrying their Bibles onto the buses. I mean, bus kids, we know because they leave them behind. We also know because they take them home and they have assignments. I, I want this book, Sunday School Teachers, I'd like it to be like this as we teach the Word of God, and the Bible says this, and the Word of God says this, and how we thank God for His Word, His precious Bible. Oh, I, I love the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. When pastor says, let's turn in our Bibles, let's turn in our Bibles. If I'm sitting right here, and we have one of the preachers preaching, and they'll say, turn to John 3.16. I do not need to turn to John 3.16. I know John 3.16. But if the map and the God in the pulpit said, turn with me to John 3.16, you watch online. I will always open my Bible to John 3.16, even though I know the verse. I want to be part of the church. I want to be the part when, when the man of God, whoever's up here is preaching, I can lift my Bible and say, preach it, brother, preach it. We're not preaching Shakespeare. We're not preaching poetry. We're not preaching some uh, news article. We are preaching the word of God. It's preserved. Thank God for the old King James Bible. This church started 45 years ago in July with this old Bible and it's work. And Fred, every Sunday school teacher, bus worker, every pastor, every staff member, every deacon is gonna continue to use the old King James Bible. That'll give you some opportunity on the internet to talk about that for a while, you big shots that have nothing else to do. I'm talking about the Holy Bible. Secondly, I wanna ask you to bring the Holy Spirit. Oh, I know he lives within us, but God's word, 1 first, first Corinthians, first Corinthians 12 tells us that. We get saved, he enters in. But the Bible says, be not drunk with wine, Ephesians chapter number five, verse 18. Be not drunk with wine where is excess, but be filled with the Spirit of God. And I have been trying to make sure throughout the day, my first prayer every day of my life for decades has been, oh dear God, fill me this day with the Spirit of God. Fill me please with your Spirit. But I tell you, just one time in the morning is not enough for the day because I can get uh, full of Jack real fast and full of, uh, of this and full of fear and full of disappointment and full of sorrow. And all of a sudden, I fill the chamber with things that don't belong there. And I take those things. They say, God, my fear, my frustration, my worry is so wrong. And God, I have push the Holy Spirit into the corner of my life and I want to empty myself of myself and be filled with the Spirit of God. And when I'm filled with the Spirit of God, I have power with God and power with man. That's what I want in my life. God's Word says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. 
and ye shall be witnesses of me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. I'm not seeing a lot of people these days. But when I go to a store, I tell you, I go armed these days with tracks. And I know we're not supposed to go door to door, but if they're in this store, or they're in this store, or they're in this store, and I'm in that store too, I can reach forward six feet and say, here's just something to read like you have it. I walking down the other day, I was just praying out front here, and a fellow walking by, I said, here's something I want you to read. I want to invite you to church. And on the back of this, as he kept walking, scared, you know, about talking, he said, I said, on the back, it shows you how to get to heaven. I tell you what, when, when you have the spirit of God controlling your heart and life, there's a power with God and there's a power with man. Number one, let's review kids, let's review mother and dad. Number one, when we come back, let's bring the Holy Bible. Let's bring the Holy Spirit. Number three, quickly, let us bring hard work. Hard work, that's what they're talking about in this text. First Corinthians 15, 58, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Ushers, Ushers, you have to be chomping at the bit. I know Brother Sam is so ready for the, to have that army of ushers up here and walking down one of those beautiful sights. And Brother Luke sits over here, or he sleeps over here generally, I guess. And he sits right next to me. And I'll wake him up, say, Brother Luke, wake up. I said, that sight right there. I love that sight right there. And I see all those ushers lined up. And they're in the balconies coming down. I said, isn't that a beautiful sight? I, I thank God for ushers. I thank God for workers and housekeeping in our church, volunteers and in gardening around here. I thank God for soul winners and door knockers and bus mechanics and bus cleaners that clean the buses and bus fuelers that fuel the buses and keep those things fueled and keep them moving. I'm thankful for the people that work on the parking lots and the parking lot attendants and the security. I'm grateful for the sound men. Thank God for the sound men. Thank God for the wonderful live stream people. Thank God for those that are working in the radio right now for this church. I thank God for each and every one, that great choir, that great orchestra, the Sunday school teachers, the nursery workers. Let's come back, bus workers, like never before. Let's work till Jesus comes. Hard work. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Bible. The fourth letter, H. I'd like to encourage our church family tonight to bring holiness. Our Lord was showing us in Ephesians chapter five the comparison of a husband and wife and the church. And he compared the church to that husband-wife relationship. And he said that he may sanctify it and cleanse it. Key words, sanctify and cleanse. It's talking about getting clean. It's talking about the big thing we're hearing these days. Let's wash your hands. Wash your hands, 20 seconds. You sing happy birthday two times, that's enough. You wash your hands, warm water. And I'm glad they're saying wash your hands. Yeah, let me tell you who said that before Mr. Fauci did. Leviticus said it. Just get back to the Bible, wouldn't have a lot of this garbage. And the Bible says that we might sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of the water by the word, that he may present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot, wrinkle, any blemish. God wants this church holy. When those doors swing open in just a matter of weeks, let's bring back holiness to this place. I don't, I don't really care what the next church, the next pastor wants to do, and they can do what they want. But I'm gonna keep thundering from this pulpit what this place is gonna do. I know it gives guys opportunities to do something in the ministry to write about it. But friend, I'm talking to my church. So, well, I don't believe that. Well, then don't listen. 
You've got more to say on your hand on your plate than, than to, to, to take issue with this. Listen, my, God's people love you all. Let's say we're perfect, perfect and started as pastor and the people, but I'm expecting God's people to get ready to spend 10 weeks that we bring holiness back into the church. This is gonna be a church by the grace of God that we are gonna seek to keep it holy and right and clean before God and ready for his soon return. I wanna say number five. Bring happiness. Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always, always, and again I say rejoice. Bring happiness. It's an amazing thing. How many songs we sing in elementary chapel. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Jesus and others in you, what a wonderful way to spell joy. J is for Jesus, for he has first place. O is for others we meet face to face. Y is for you, whatever you do, put yourself last and Spell joy. Joy bells ringing in my heart. Oh, I tell you what, we learned about joy in elementary school. But somewhere along the line, if we're not careful, we lose it. I, and this church has always been a happy place. I can go to church and preach. You men have preached in a lot of churches across America, many churches, I know. And it's an amazing thing. You'll preach your heart out, and the church will clear out afterwards. Just a few churches like that. They'll clear out in about five minutes and think, where is everybody? And I'll preach at some places, and they hang around, and they hang around, and they hang around, and they talk, and they talk. And I'm thinking, let's go home. I preached, I want to say, I have to look back, a 30 years straight by the Bobby Robertson Church. This church is designed much after that. I took a picture of the front of their building, and I said to the architect, that's what I want. And I, I'll never forget it when we open this up. It's, it's very similar to his. I'd preach at Brother Bobby's, and Miss, Miss, uh, Mrs. Robertson, Jackie, she would sit in the front row afterwards, and Molly and Mark and the whole family and uh, the grandkids and everybody would be there. They'd hang around and hang around. And you know what? They, we, we, 30 minutes, they're still there talking. 45 minutes, a lot of folks are gone, but it's still a crowd. They're still down there talking. Hour later, normally every night when it got an hour, I'd say, hey, folks, let's go home to the house. Let's go. I'd say, Brother Treep, we've got time. Brother Robertson, Bobby Robertson, I'll never forget, they got a McDonald's in town. He'd say, you know, you know what I'm thinking about doing tonight now? Let's go get a bite to eat. I said, Brother Robertson, every, everything's closed by now. Oh, no, not McDonald's. No. McDonald's at 1030 at night. You have 11 o'clock at night. You have got to be kidding. Brother Robertson was a, a, a funny man. 7 o'clock. We're starting 7 o'clock. I think Wednesday night was 730. Some folks are watching there. I might be mistaken. But 7 o'clock, no, no, no. We're, we're going to keep doing it this way. It's long nights. But you know, I always enjoyed it. I love talking to those people. I want to have a church that has a happy spirit. We come in and we just don't plop down. And I know the first week we can't be walking around and shaking hands and talking all that. We just got to get you in here. We can still say amen. And we're going to do that. But oh, bring a happy spirit. Hey, brother, how you doing? Still point at folks. Still wave at people. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no, you might get sick through that. No, no, come on, let's get over this stuff. Hey, how you doing? Are you back at work? Say, why are you talking so loud? I want to make sure you can hear me. You're one, you're two rows apart from one another. 
We have to sit every other row. Bring some happiness. Uh, number, 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 what, what number or what? Number, hey kids, how you doing? You got them all? Uh, the, the Holy Bible, the Holy Spirit, a, a holy life and uh, happiness and, and hard work. How about this? Let's bring humility. How about James chapter five, verse 10? 10, humble yourself. That's what, that's what, Brother Atwood, this altar is about. And we're to keep coming and humbling ourselves at the altar. You know, we give that first service and there's an invitation. We will have the altar open every six to eight, 10 feet. There's gonna be a room. I'm not gonna have church without having an opportunity to make some kind of decision for God. It may be that no one's up in the choir loft. We put one decision over there, one over here, and one there, and one there, and one there. It may be after uh, there's not an orchestra in here. We'll put one there, and there may be nobody right here. We're going to be able to want. Hey, I'm talking about the fact, let's keep our heart humble before God. I'm talking about right where you're there, where you're sitting in your your pew, that you turn around and kneel and humble yourself before God and say, dear God, I'm dedicating my life, my marriage, my children to the house of God, we're home. Talking about an altar, talking about humbling before God. Number next, let's bring harmony. Psalm 133, verse one, oh, behold how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. Let's bring harmony. I'm out of time, so I'm hastening really quickly. Let's bring heavenly investments. Lay not up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and thieves break through and steal and destroy, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And let's, let, let's bring a heart for the harvest field. Say not ye, there are yet four months, John chapter four, and then cometh harvest. But I say unto thee, look on the fields for they are white, all ready to harvest. And when he saw the multitudes, Matthew chapter nine, he was moved with compassion. There are sheep scattered abroad, having no shepherd. I want us to come back with such a renewed desire for the harvest field. I'm almost done. Bring a heavenly view or a heavenly vision looking unto Jesus. Titus chapter two, verse 13. Lord, we lost 10 10 weeks outside of our church, but now we're back. But God, we're 10 weeks closer. Are you coming again? Just a little longer and the trump of God shall sound. Just a little longer we'll all be glory bound. Look away to Jesus, your redemption draweth nigh. Oh, just a little longer. We're gonna meet him in the sky. I grew up over here 20, 15, 20 minutes ago. We'd sing that in high school all the time. Just a little longer, the trump of God's gonna sound. I've got my eyes set on that Eastern gate. Every day that God gives me to live and gives you to live, we ought to live in light of that heavenly view. And then I wanna say lastly, and I'm done, number 11, bring your heartaches to the house of God. Hannah did, 1 Samuel chapter one. And she came to the temple and she was praying and They thought she was drunk with wine. She goes, no, I'm not drunk. I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. And she poured out her heart. She poured out her heart to God. You know, come to God's house and ask God for help. It's an amazing thing that happens, Pastor Everson. When people are so down and so discouraged and so low, 
the devil says, you need to just get out of church. And the thing they need the most is not to get out, but to get in. Folks, you've been out for 10 weeks. You've been out, I'm talking about around the country. You've been out, I'm talking about the around the world. Our dear missionaries over there, I think of the Owls in Hong Kong. They've been boxed out over three, three and a half months, I think it is. And Sister Elena broke her foot last week, finally out of that little apartment and, and, and the load they're under. But I'm gonna tell you something. I've had more time to think about our missionaries and read at length their letters and try to dot every I across every T, get their prayer requests and, and, and have them on my heart and go through my prayer journal with my missionaries. And I want you to know that I, 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 I have such, my heart has been moved by what they face. There's so much I want to say tonight, but I tell you, my heart is so stirred. No, these pastors have not been laying in a cot in a hammock. Thinking, this is boring. And I must confess, we go through those moments, don't we? We're fired up. Well, the heathen leaders of this country, they blasphemed God. Well, we're going to do everything that we can to preach about God and get God into our city. And if every man of God would get God into their city as much as possible, when Paul saw that city at Corinth, his heart was stirred within him. So I gotta stay here. I gotta do something. I'm staying right here. His heart was stirred. These people's hearts were stirred. Father, tonight I, I pray these children, we got these 11 H's. And I pray that as we come back to the house of God, what to bring as we come back to the house of God. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.